I tell people, if you've got a commute over 20 miles, it's probably not the right vehicle for you. But mm-hmm. if your commute is less than 20 miles, especially round trip, you know, maybe it's 10 miles there, 10 miles back, you could be on electric all the time. Well, happy Friday. Uh, you don't have to check your watch. It's just uh, when we release all of our interview episodes is uh, every Friday. And uh, this week, we're going to have a, a great uh, interview with uh, David McBee, DJ's Off-Road Adventures, multiple books, uh, great for kids, uh, beautiful illustrations, and uh, a great way to get your kid or grandkid uh, hooked on off-roading. Uh, we've had him on before, and uh, great guest, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy this interview as well. So, uh, let's get started. From around the world... Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, oh boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight, we're going to have a second-time offender. Not really offender, I guess, but as a second-time guest, you guys may already know David McBee as author of the children's book uh, series DJ's Off-Road Adventure, which is all about a little Jeep that learns and teaches life lessons ideal for elementary school-aged children. The stories are inspirational and authentic because David bases his stories on his own real-life off-road experiences. David drives a 2018 Rubicon and restored 1976 Jeep CJ7, while his wife and daughter have matching Tuscadero Wranglers. Every year, they plan their family vacation around Jeep Badges of Honor programs resulting in Jeeping in nine states and earning 19 badges. You might say they have a problem, <laughs> but it's a good problem. And, and more importantly, David, it's a family problem. It sure is. I uh, actually finally got my wife to Moab this summer, and it was absolutely fantastic. Had, had she been to the area before? Maybe just not wheeled? I mean, or was it just the f- actual first time seeing the beauty and the majesty of, of that area? No, we've been to Denver and, and all over Colorado together, but I had never taken her all the way to Utah. So it was her first time being in Moab. Very nice. I bet you that was fun. Um, not seeing it through her eyes, but the, the look on her face and the questions and pointing here and there. Well, honestly, we took her Jeep. Hers is a 4 by e Rubicon, mm-hmm. and I've lifted it and put 35s on it. And uh, we took it on several trails, and she drove quite a bit of it. So I was really, really proud of her. Good. Was she uh, less of a wuss than you were about it? No, she was <laughs> just as big a wuss. Um but I was able to help calm her down by, you know, feeling well, you've been through it. Yeah, you've been through yeah. it. Tell that story because the, the, some people may not know that story and the reason for the books. Yeah. So the very first time I went to Moab, I went with some very experienced Jeepers and I was not experienced at all. And uh, as soon as we got to Moab, they went straight to Hell's Revenge. <laughs> we started to go up that entrance to Hell's Revenge and I had a flat out panic attack. Uh, you know, as the Jeep was tilting left and right, and it's a 60, 70 foot drop. I was just, I was a mess. <laughs> um, I literally put the car in park. Um, my buddies were like, what are you doing? They actually got out of their Jeeps. The guy in front of me walked back to me. The guy behind me walked up to me and they just kind of walked me through the experience. And then we spent the next few days and they kind of held my hand through the the, the more panicky parts of the trails, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how the very first book was written. When I got home, I would tell people that story and they said, it sounds like the little engine that could, you know, you didn't didn't give up. And I was like, Hey, let's turn this into a book. And that's where we, uh, 
that's when I decided to write DJ's Off-Road Adventures, DJ Faces His Fear. That was the very first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've got to I've got to mention the website real quick because people I like uh, people being able to go to the site while they're listening to the uh, the interview. That's DJ's Off-Road Adventures plural dot com. So uh, a DJ, I'm, I mean, you know, uh, uh, like uh, David Johnson. So DJ and then Off-Road Adventures dot com. And DJ uh, actually stands for David's Jeep. Oh, David's Jeep. Okay, that makes sense. I, I, yeah. I was going to do the phonetics where you say, you know, Delta Juliet. I went, oh, that's just too nerdy. <laughs> so I thought I'd go for a name. They might be able to uh, understand it a little bit, remember a little bit better. And, of course, you can go to, to Amazon.com and just search for David McBee or DJ's Off-Road Adventures because the, the three books now uh, in the series is available on uh, both the website and Amazon, Correct. Correct. So uh, on that uh, on that trail, that adventure you had, and the thing that uh, made the uh, the books possible, did you, as you did it, it got easier for you to do less concern because you know you you weren't dying. Yes, absolutely, and in fact, uh, I remember talking to a, a friend of mine who uh, dealt, deals in phobias, and he said the best way for you to get over this is just exposure to it. And I said, I live in Kansas. How am I going to get exposure to mountain mountain roads while I live in right, Kansas, right? right. Um, but I travel for work. So everywhere I went, I looked for opportunities to do that. I went to Glacier Park and I rode up, uh, drove up uh, Road to the Sun, I think it's called, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just so exposure to those roads has made me a little braver. I still have my moments, but uh, sure. I think I'm, you know, I've... You know, I've done Black Bear and I've done some of these these scarier ones. So. Well, I was going to ask you about Black Bear. I figured the answer was no, I'm not to that level yet. So, but you've done Black Bear. That's great. Yes. And I, I have to admit that when we got to the switchbacks, I, I did walk part of them. I was still freaking out a little bit, but I'm ready to go back and, and drive the entire trail. David, it's called self-preservation. And, and if you don't have self-preservation, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> So who who got the got you out of the switchback? If you were walking, did uh, you have somebody come over there and do the switchback for you, or how did that? Yeah, work? I have enough. I had enough buddies with me that we just we somebody else was driving the switchbacks, and yeah. but he also gave me an opportunity to fly my drone and get some really cool shots of the jeeps on. See, I would have gone with that. I would say, hey, at this point, I'm thinking this would make a good drone shot. <laughs> I am not afraid to admit that I am. I panicked about shelf roads. I mean, right. it's it's my phobia. It's my monster, you know, but yeah. little by little, I'm overcoming it and get a little braver. Yeah. And if you can do it, there's, you know, the, the, there's other people out there like that. Uh, I remember when I was taking flying lessons, I, I, well, I wanted to learn how to fly, but I was scared of that ground. Uh, I could actually do uh, better landings when I was learning if I was landing in an airport at night because I couldn't see all the trees and stuff that I was going to hit and die. <laughs> so if it was just the runway, that did not have that fear. So uh, it was just by doing it. I think it was a, a long cross country I was on, and there wasn't a lot to do once you got the plane uh, trimmed and you know uh, going at the speed you need to go in the direction and just monitoring the direction you're going. And yeah. I had my my arm up on the the side uh, panel right there by the, uh, the the canopy, and I'm just sitting there looking down at the trees about three thousand feet down and stuff. And it was a lot like driving someplace with your parents where you're just on a long trip and you're watching the scenery go by, except the scenery was at a different angle. And it just dawned on me, 
there's nothing, there's no big deal about this. I mean, there can happen, anything can happen. It can happen in the car, too. I'm just used to it because I've done it so much. I grew up, you know, driving along in a car. So you just accept it. I mean, it's like I tell my wife, can you imagine taking somebody from the, the wagon, uh, a covered wagon days, and put them in a vehicle and you're traveling 50 miles an hour with other vehicles just a couple of feet from you? going the opposite direction at 50 miles an hour it's a 100 mile per hour closure rate that would freak them the hell out so it's just what we what you get used to and back to the phobia thing you get used to it you're fine so when you went to moab this time uh how was it for you were you did you still get panicky at moments or did you still but you couldn't show it because your wife was there no not not really uh we we did some easier trails when we got to top of the world and it was that opportunity to take the jeep out to the edge for that photo shoot Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. Um, I did let a friend do that, but otherwise, I mean, I've been, I've done all of Hell's Revenge now. I've gone up Hell's Gate. I've gone down Hell's Gate. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically the me from three years ago is very different me from today mm-hmm. because of exposure and because of determination. And I decided it was something that I loved and I wasn't going to let my fear stop me. Yeah, exactly. So personal growth, that's always good to hear. So tell me, what do you need what vehicle uh, modifications do you need to be able to do all those things at Moab, in your opinion? Yeah, dep- I mean, it depends on what trails you want to do, but... All the I've trails just, that you did. My my Jeep is on a two-inch Mopar lift with 37s, but I did almost all those. I did Poison, I, uh, Poison Spider, I did Hell's Gate, uh, Hell's Revenge, um Spins and things, which is easy trail, top of the world. I did all of those on 35-inch tires with a two-inch lift. Uh, was the it, thing you really need in those cases is the skid plate. I think more than anything is mm-hmm. that's where you can get damage. Is even if you're not on 37s or really high lifted, if you have a skid plate, a stock Rubicon should be able to do most of the stuff out there. Well, that was going to be my next question. Uh, does it require lockers? And is it both front and rear or? Yeah, again, it... it, it there are moments when I would use my lockers, but it, that was usually because I made the choice to take a harder line. Mm-hmm. On most of the trails, you could probably get away with, mm, I hate, I'm not going to put that out there. You probably should have at least front lockers on some of those trails out there or okay. a friend with a winch who's willing to pull you over them, you know? Right, right. Well, it just gives people an idea that they they well, oh yeah, I've heard of the, the heard about that so many times. I need to go out to Moab, need to do that. But I wonder if I have the Jeep ready to do it. So, uh, in in I guess maybe you were indicating that if you didn't have a lift, a skip a good skid plate system would might be good enough. Yeah, I think so. In a lot of cases, especially okay. with a Rubicon, depending on the now, line, if you're in a Sahara or a, a Sport, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. most of the time with a Rubicon, I think you can get through most of those uh trails mm-hmm. okay good so uh that is really interesting and it's uh, i have never been to moab and right now i don't have anything with uh, with lockers in it the uh the only thing that would make it there really unless it was towed would be uh, the gladiator and the gladiator is a sport s uh but uh, it doesn't mean it's not going to get skids and, uh, and locker at least uh one locker eventually um, so anyway, uh, the, the book came about, about the, the, your adventures and when was the first book published? Oh, uh, right about the same time COVID hit, because <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to go to all the elementary schools and they're going to all want me to read to the kids. And I never really got around to doing that until last 
class this year, actually. Mm -hmm. So now I'm doing a lot of assemblies at elementary schools, which is a lot of fun. So uh, what's the most memorable moment going to uh, these events and and talking about the book or reading about the book? What do you do? You get a lot of buy in from the students. Right. So when I go to uh, an elementary school, they'll pack the gym. Right. And Mm -hmm. these kids are. And I put the I put a video or I like a like screenshots of the book on a big screen, right? Uh-huh. And I read all the character voices, and they're they love that. Like, oh, oh that's, that's a cool. great fun book. But then I show them the real photographs of the things that are in the book. And my favorite is there's a shot of DJ at top of the world, and then I show them a real photograph of my Jeep on top of the world, and the kids lose their minds. They. <laughs> you really did that? And the teachers are like, oh my God, I could never, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, so I show them video and I show them real footage. So it becomes um, kind of a story of how to be an author, um, if that's interesting to you, or how to be an illustrator. Um, it also is a story about overcoming fear, but then it's also a story about like adventure. Like this is the Jeep lifestyle. And I mean, I... I can imagine there's a ton of kids right now who went home and were like, mom, let's get a Jeep. I want a Jeep one day. <laughs> and I, I totally take credit for that because some of those kids just, think, and then they come out to the parking lot to, to meet my Jeep, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's some really fun uh, videos uh, on social media of the kids posing with my Jeep and stuff like that. So that's always fun too. So I like making the comment that, Getting into jeeping and off-roading is a lot like a drug a drug addiction. So the school was literally letting a drug dealer present the information to kids in the school. <laughs> There's no telling how many jeepers you created that day, uh, and they, it might take them, uh, uh, you know, forty years before they go. You know, I was always interested in a jeep, and I'm going to get one. Damn it, because you know. I should. I shouldn't wait like that. And I always say, I even told uh, uh, Jim Morrison, I said, you know, don't wait to get your Jeep. Don't think you're too old to have a Jeep. You're missing out on the fun that you're, you've are you always wanted to have. Do it. Get a Jeep. 100%. I always felt like I was indulging a little bit, especially since my household has four Jeeps, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I look at it, I'm finding the balance between saving for retirement and spending money on something that I absolutely love. It brings us so much joy. Mm-hmm. And this, and something else I want to share with you. Sure. This year when Emily and I went to Moab and we went out to top of the world, she she surprised me by getting down on one knee and asking me to marry her again. Uh, right at the right there on on top of the world, and it was so. Just, which way were you facing? Were you facing, uh, or was you, were you close to the cliff, or was she? Because <laughs> that's um, like, oh my god, this is my last moment. <laughs> yeah, there was a moment, and some of my friends got video of it, and it's on my YouTube channel where I like grab the hood for to steady myself because I'm <laughs> so shocked. Absolutely, but it was so cool. We had talked we had talked about um, renewing our vows uh, for our 25 year, mm-hmm. and I flipped said hey who says i'm up for that you know when he asked me to marry you <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an author I, you know i got options here <laughs> so she surprised me with that and it was just a really cool moment oh like, yeah definitely it's and that would have never happened if we weren't off-roaders if we weren't into i mean sure if you could be a hiker and hike to a place like that but you're all winded and exhausted by the time you get there yeah. yes <laughs> That's great. And uh, well, don't leave us hanging. Did you say yes? I did. I said yes. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, you're a smart man. 
Yeah, that's funny. So uh, uh, do you get any kind of a feeling that uh, maybe part of that had to do with the adventure that you brought into the life, uh, 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 her life uh, with the Jeeps? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think she recognized that it was a really special trip for me and it was uh, her finally coming on the trip with me because I've been to Moab two or three times before without her, you know, and I always go home raving about it. Mm-hmm. So for her to say, I want to be a part of that with you was. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. So, uh, and that's really cool. Was it much of a sell to get her out there? And was it the fear factor that was, I mean, fear of heights, not fear of it, you, it, but fear of heights. Yeah, it was the fear of heights that was kind of holding her back, but she'd seen me survive it so many times and she'd heard my story about facing your fear so many times. And also I had taken her to Disney in the spring, so that was exhausting. And I think she was, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go to your your spot since you took me to my spot. Oh, cool. Well, I was just thinking that, that the moment and the, the the place and all that stuff had uh, probably played a lot into it. And I think that uh, there's it's nice from the standpoint when you expose your partner to something that is more than what they would normally do. Uh, you know, she probably wouldn't have done this on her own, and and they like their life because they're sharing it with you that's that's the, the thing i was thinking yeah totally so very very nice uh i'm glad that uh glad that you guys are uh have you done the renewal of files yet or have you just got as far as no, that'll uh, be next summer next summer yeah and, and is there a possibility that it might actually happen uh, out on uh in, in moab or the rubicon or no she wants to go to a beach somewhere so that's what we'll do well, jeeps like beaches too right yeah although living in kansas it is a long way to a beach oh i bet it is you know our new co-host chuck is uh, in kansas Uh, oh he is yeah i didn't realize that. yeah he's got a ranch there and construction company i'm trying to think of uh is there a a city not manhattan what's the the one that the upper like north uh, west part of the northeast part of the state um well there is a manhattan kansas is it manhattan yeah there's yeah manhattan junction city does that sound yeah. yeah so that area if manhattan is close to junction city I, I, there's one that was uh, a little further away yeah and there's so, a park out there called tuttle creek that we we go to quite a bit oh cool i don't know if uh if chuck goes he he just goes off uh, off uh, roading on his uh, uh thousand acres of property you know his his cattle ranch and stuff so yeah that's pretty cool yeah it is so uh and of course he always talks about his uh metal jeep because he has an 81 scrambler that he uh that he he drives and he says we have plastic jeeps so you have a plastic jeep as well david but that's okay all right so uh tell me uh, one of the things that i learned last time was not the difficulties maybe not even the adventure but the 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 trip you had to go down finding an illustrator uh, i thought that was really fascinating and uh, you found an illustrator online as i remember uh to to do your book and you you went back back and forth quite a bit to make sure that you got the illustrations that you wanted yeah um that's another thing i like to show the kids um when i do the assemblies is i'm really really picky about my vision right and so what i started doing since this new book, the book three, it's called Girls Rock. It's all about a pink Jeep who gets bullied by some blue Porsche named Karen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so it like starts out at a car show, right? And then they go to the off-road park and she just, you know, kicks the boys' butts. But um, 
I didn't have actual photographs of those events for the illustrator. So what I would do is I would pose Hot Wheels, you know, uh, on my kitchen table or whatever. And I would, you know, put up pillows or whatever for buildings and things like that. And I would take the photograph from exactly the angle I wanted and I would send that to him and, and he would turn that into the drawings. And that's what makes sure your wife is used to this now. So if you walked in and you were hot wheels and pillows playing and with stuff. hot wheels on the kitchen table she'd be like oh you're working on the next page it's yeah. like it's okay i'm a professional <laughs> don't panic so what's the, the oh i'm sorry you did say the name of the book uh dj's off-road adventures girls rock oh yeah that's a that's a nice uh, pretty uh would that be like the tuscadero pink oh there you go exactly that's what i'm looking at yeah it's uh it's it's about a pink jeep and uh, and DJ and Hooper are the main characters, and, and they meet up with her and kind of hear her getting picked on. And so they invite her off uh, to off-road with them down in, in Arkansas. And uh, and then Desi, who is one of the other female uh, off-roaders, she's not a Jeep, but uh, uh, they, they just go out there and they tear it up and they show the boys what can be done. And I felt like it needed to be done for a couple of reasons. Number one is... Every time I had shared books one and two, they felt very boy centric, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. the boys loved them and the girls, they liked them too, but were, they weren't quite girly enough. That was part of it. But also I have started to make a lot of friends with Jeepers uh, through social media. And one of the things I've learned is that the female Jeepers are often, you know, um, I don't know if picked on is exactly the right word, but people don't think that they're real jeepers like you can't off-road because you're a girl right right and i wanted to tell that story and so that's kind of one of the things that inspired this book was hey girls can do this too there's no reason a girl can't get behind the wheel of a jeep and hit the gas pedal and the brake pedal and climb over rocks exactly as as as, a, as well as a man so that's kind of what book three was inspired for the ladies yeah, and you guys can see there, Girls Rock. Uh, it looks like it's cutting off the top of it, uh, but uh, you can see there that it's uh, uh, DJ's Off-Road uh, Adventure Book 3, it says up there in the corner. Um, so that is really, really cool. And the illustrations are really nice. Is this the same illustrator you used for the uh, for the other books? Yes, he's a, a gentleman by the name of Floyd Leroy, and he is just unbelievable. Just works really, really hard uh, to bring my visions to life. Um, this one was kind of fun because it takes place in the city. So there's a lot of city scenes. I don't know if you can see that or not here, but a lot of city scenes. And then um, it takes place in Arkansas instead of Moab. So we got the trees and the fall leaves and things like that. So it's a little bit different feel. Mm -hmm. Very, very but I cool. should point out um, that one of the other reasons this book came to be was because the owners of um all, hot springs off-road park had been carrying my first two books and they they said if you ever do a third book we'd like to sponsor it oh wow that's wonderful to hear anytime you do right. something yes so we worked out a deal where i said well the book will take place at your park for a certain amount of money to help build the book and and it took a lot of the expenses for the artist uh, and and helped make it a possibility so kudos to the the ladies at hot springs off-road park they really made it possible for me to do this well you know i mentioned this in our, our first interview and i think i've mentioned it on the episodes uh, since then that you weren't uh, a part of this is such a wonderful thing for kids because it is a uh, a potential thing that they can do in their life that's good wholesome uh fun they they generally are around people that are good to know their their fellow jeepers 
and uh, I mean, you don't. They don't have to be part of this, but if they choose to do that, it's it's a, you know it's going to be a fun and interesting life. Yeah, it's not just a car. It's not just no. a vehicle. It is if you embrace it. It is a lifestyle. It is it is adventure. It is everything that Jeep claims it is. If you choose to make it so. Yeah. No, and it's absolutely true. I guess that's one of the reasons because I don't really like advertising per se because they're they're generally lying to you about stuff. I mean, I was watching an old uh, Seinfeld episode the other day and he was doing a, a bit on, uh, you know, he, I must be uh, drinking the soda with too much ice because I'm just not as excited as they are about <laughs> about the cola or the, the you know, the, the un-cola that they're drinking. And, and the, the advertising is always lying to us to make things seem better than what they are. And Jeep really isn't that way. I mean, it's always possible that you could get a Jeep and not be as interested or excited about it as everybody else. But I don't feel, feel like I was ever lied to uh, when it had to do with Jeeps. And in fact, I don't even remember that much Jeep advertisement. I just remember seeing them on the road and wanting one. In fact, whenever I was reading about you having the 1976 uh, CJ7, that's about the time I wanted my my first Jeep. And, I, and I've said this many times. The uh, liability insurance monthly was going to cost me 75 bucks for a used one. And there was no way I could afford 75 bucks at 17, 18 years old. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I, I had a CJ7 when I was 16. And uh, all I did was deliver pizzas and go to school. Oh, so. very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I remember asking myself at one point, do I deliver pizzas so I can drive this Jeep? Or do I have this Jeep so I can deliver pizzas? That's and, how. And then you said, damn it, it doesn't matter. I got the Jeep. It's fun riding in it. <laughs> That's right. Did you ever lose a pizza by driving with the, the top off? Uh, or was no, that an excuse never, you used for uh, a certain hunger that came that about? That never <laughs> happened, but I do remember once delivering a pizza to uh, this motel on 4th of July. Uh-oh. And they were having this huge party. And somebody was like, hey, it's the pizza guy. And they started shooting uh, bottle rockets at me. And I was like, this is like being in the war. <laughs> do you want pizza or not? You know? Oh, it wasn't their pizza. It was just... Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you because I was like, you know, that's that's a that's a mixed signal there. If they they don't want the pizza, just don't order it. (laughs) All right. So uh, now three books. That is a bunch of books. Is there more in the works? You know, I've got one in my head. Uh, I want to do one about DJ saving Christmas and meeting. Oh, uh, cool! Like a Santa Claus type character and Mm -hmm. and helping him with that, but. uh, it's just it's kind of expensive to create the books you know uh so i've, I've got to get the budget together for me to to do that so mm-hmm. but well, that'll, that'll be the next book and, and that's a that's a good point i think i remember for the last interview this is something that you bankrolled you just you wanted to do this you wanted to make a book for kids and you bankrolled it and that meant paying the illustrator and working with the illustrator and uh, trying to do this on the cheap and publishing through uh, amazon if and correct me on any of this if i'm remembering it wrong so you kind of, I mean, it was a big deal for this book three to have a sponsor. It was a big deal. It made it possible for me to to move forward with it a lot faster than I probably would have. So, yeah. So uh, is there anything in your head about a, uh, a Jeeper that decides he wants to start a podcast and then works uh, 11 years in obscurity <laughs> only to never hit it big? <laughs> <laughs> can't say i've uh, thought about that i don't no. blame you nobody nobody wants a bad a bad hard luck story <laughs> <laughs> so uh now the jeep that you you have right now you said it was a 2018 yes 
And uh, any, are you thinking about upgrading? I mean, you you get all these uh, this big money rolling in from the book sales. Absolutely not. I love my Jeep exactly the way it is. Um, I've just done so much to it. I can't imagine getting rid of it. And in fact, this summer, I got a, a Voodoo Blue Kevlar paint job on it, and it's so spectacular. I I never want to let go of that Jeep. What was it before? It was ocean blue, but I had taken it on so many trails in the Midwest, and it's different in Moab. You don't get scratched up in Moab, mm-hmm. but in the Midwest, when you go to Tennessee and you go to Texas and you wheel in Oklahoma and Arkansas, Missouri, you get pinstripes so bad, and I was tired of paying for paint correction and stuff, so I, I saw this uh, Bronco, actually, with this Kevlar paint job on it, which is basically rhino lining, but much nicer. Um, and I just fell in love with it. So I drove my Jeep all the way to Fort Worth, Texas and left it there for six weeks. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a voodoo blue, which is a Toyota color. So it's totally unique and absolutely fun. Mm -hmm. So was it hard leaving your Jeep and not keeping an eye on it? Um, I mean, I guess it would have been, except that I came home to three other Jeeps, right? So we drove Emily's Rubicon around and I drove the CJ around, so I was okay without it for a little while. So you mentioned uh, your wife's Jeep is a 4xe, correct? That is right. Was there any surprises that you uh, found with a 4xe? I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, naysayers about the electric side of things, and it's more of a gimmick than uh, something that's reasonable, uh, that's really something that you can use. Did you find that either that was or wasn't the case? I don't know what your your preconceived notions were uh, before you got it. No, I, I would be the first to say that it's a gimmick. It really is because that 21 or 22 miles of electric is gone like that, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And then when it's gone, you're basically driving around with this heavy battery. So for like our trip to Moab, gas mileage wasn't amazing. But here's the thing. Generally speaking, we don't drive more than 20 miles. She drives a half a mile to school every day. Oh, Um, that's perfect. You know, when we go to band or my daughter's band stuff, we're we're going five or six miles, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we go to Target and Kohl's and, you know, five guys, burgers and fries on a Saturday. We don't drive 25 miles. So most of the time we're in all electric. And and so even though it's a gimmick, we're driving around basically for free ish. Right. Because it's a lot less than what gas costs, especially now to, to charge it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little gimmicky. If you've got a commute, I tell people, if you've got a commute over 20 miles, it's probably not the right vehicle for you. But mm-hmm. if your commute is less than 20 miles, especially round trip, you know, maybe it's 10 miles there, 10 miles back, you could be on electric all the time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, and, and the other thing is when we were driving up top of the world, we put it in, a. I saved it. There's an e-save mode, right? So you can save the electricity for the trail. Mm-hmm. When we got to the top and we were cl- kind of cruising around in dead silence, that was oh, super. Oh, wow, that was nice. Yeah, that, that was would be super nice. cool. Yeah. And I've said it before: electric is the future. I just don't think we have the power density yet uh, to really make it a reality. But like you say, if it's something that is, oh, well, yeah, and you got, I'm sure you got a, a tax break on it as well, so that we helps did. make the decision. Yeah, honestly, and- we bought it because it was pink. When the t- when <laughs> when Tuscadero got announced, my wife was like, "I want a pink Jeep." I'm like, "You have a Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's almost paid for." But okay, whatever. Let's get a pink Jeep. <laughs> sure, honey. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, dear. So, uh, how do you like the color? Is, is she still loving the color? 
She does. And it's fun. It's, you know, it's a metallic kind of fuchsia color is what I tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't exactly what I would have imagined for a pink Jeep, but yeah, I like it. Oh, and here's something fun <laughs> on, uh, and my wife, my daughter also drives a Tuscadero, just a sport, you know, and she's leasing it. But, um, on April fool's day, I took my Jeep to each of their schools and swapped out their doors <laughs> with my Jeep. Yep. So they both came out to their Jeeps that night to blue blue doors on their pink Jeeps. That was fun. I'll bet you that looked pretty pretty neat. I mean, not, not as good as all pink, but uh, at least it was a, a color combination that's not unusual. It was pretty fun. Did you did they immediately know what was going on, or did they panic and say, "Oh no, oh, somebody no. stole they, my they doors"? Knew. Yeah. They totally knew. They know yeah. you. <laughs> So, uh, did you guys uh, on the the charging of the uh, the four by e? Do you just use the the one ten one twenty, or did you get the one for that does the two two twenty volt to give you uh, faster charging? All right. So we have a two twenty in our garage, but my son uses it. He's uh, he's got a Tesla Model Three, mm-hmm. um, and we plug Emily's in with just a one ten. So it recharges fully overnight, oh, which good. is really all we need. Yeah. Um, if you were going to run some errands on a Saturday and come home and charge for a little while and want to run some more, a, a 220 would be great. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's, you know, a Tesla has no gas. So he gets the 220. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, and that was a point I was going to make. At least with a 4xe, when you run out of electricity, you have the fuel that you can burn and continue going. So yeah. uh, the, the, the thing I really don't care about a hybrid, uh, hybrid electric is, is that you got two things that can go wrong. And uh, and there are two things that you have to maintain. But I would imagine the electric side of things is is uh, is pretty non. You don't have to do a lot of maintenance to it. Yeah, I don't. We haven't had any problems with it really. Mm-hmm. How about and when we went to Moab, we took the cord and plugged it in at the Airbnb where we were staying, so we were had electricity every day. Mm-hmm. Do they does Does anybody say anything about charging? Uh, I mean, it's not like charging a cell phone. Uh, when you're when you're charging a vehicle, it's it's a little more sucky sucky of the electricity, I would think. Yeah, I I don't think it costs more than a dollar or two a day to charge that thing. So no problems going to an Airbnb and them saying anything about it. Then was yeah, there was there a setup for that, or did you just found an outside plug? Yeah, I just found a plug in the garage. Very cool. Yeah. Now, when we went to the hotel in Ure which we did right after Moab, there wasn't any way to charge it because we weren't going to run a, an extension cord from our room out into the closet. Oh, that, that would have been funny. Room. That would have been a good YouTube video. <laughs> that would have been cute. <laughs> Clandestine blackface going out there with the, the power cord trying to keep her way. Uh, pizza delivery guy. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Mission impossible theme. Well, very cool. So, uh, anything else going on? I mean, you have an idea for a book, but no sponsor, so that's not a, a no-go right now. The uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventure Girls Rock came out uh, in the spring, and uh, that's available on Amazon.com. You can just, uh, just I mean, actually, you just search for David McBee and uh, find these books, or, or just uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventures. You know, and I wouldn't just buy this book. I'd get all three of them. I mean, you want the, the whole series. Do you have any plans for uh, autographed uh, books? or anything can people uh, wasn't that a, wasn't that a thing on the for the last book where you could yeah, buy them off the a, site if a, if a person really wants my autograph uh they can buy the book from djsoffroadadventures.com mm-hmm. and it ships right from my office i have some inventory and i'll sign it you know i'm happy to do that um 
but otherwise just I, you, you think it's not such a big deal whenever whenever you contacted me and said hey i got this book and i started looking at it and stuff and you said let me send you a book and i said hey could you autograph it i thought it would be cool to have the author i mean you never know what what's going to happen with this i mean i could have been in on the ground floor of a, an ebay sale of a hundred thousand dollars i just have to buy another book and get you to sign it <laughs> well i mean that means a lot to me i really do appreciate it and i hope you're right i hope at some point some celebrity tweets about my book or you know somebody i, I don't know some i feel like it's going to gain momentum at some point you know and you hit that critical mass where people start hearing about it and learning about it. And I'm so grateful to be on your show to get to talk about it. I hope we haven't bored your listeners by talking about a children's book. Oh, I don't think this is boring at all. I mean, all Jeepers have children. Uh, you know, almost all of them have children. And some of them have uh, children with children, uh, grandparents. And this is, I've said it before, this is a perfect uh, grandparent book, especially if your child's not into off-road and jeeping. This is how you get back at them. <laughs> getting your grandchildren involved <laughs> it's almost as good as buying them a drum set is what i'm saying <laughs> oh this is very good no i was very uh i was so glad that you reached out because i don't think i would have found this on my own uh, it's a very unique thing do you know i mean i'm not asking you to advertise anybody else's books but do you know of any other jeep uh books for children I mean, when you go to Amazon and look for Jeep books, there's not much. There's right. Jeep, Jeep, the yellow Jeep or something like that. Um, but really, no. I and, and technically, remember, mine is not necessarily a Jeep. Yeah, they look I was like going to ask Jeep, you about that. <laughs> nowhere in the book does it say it's a Jeep. It's <laughs> technically an off-road vehicle that is inspired by... Yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed. Hold the, hold the book up. I noticed that there's not seven slots there in that grill either. <laughs> Yeah, that's very purposeful. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't want Jeep sending me a, a cease and desist. I, I feel like they would be proud of the stories and, and the things that are in here, and they would be okay with it, but well, they're, I, I didn't want to and they're good, wholesome, tread lightly. Yeah, yeah. They're good, wholesome uh, stories for kids. And, uh, you know, then uh, I, I, I know that's what Jeep really likes is they want you to be good, people and do the right things with the jeep not everybody does we we report on uh, uh thefts and things going on being done in jeeps that uh that shouldn't be happening but hey that's just the way society is uh but uh, these are good wholesome books that uh, teach a lesson to t children and that's what you want to do and and if you can have a vehicle that looks strangely like a jeep all the better <laughs> well isn't there there's a, a foreign jeep it's called a thar or something like that but, are you familiar with that Oh, um, mm, no, the only one that comes to mind is the Mahindra. Um, I think it's called a Thar. A Thar? I'm following Jeeps and Thars on Instagram or something like that. It's, it's very, it looks just like a Jeep. It must be. Is this part of a Thundercats uh, cartoon? Uh, the God of Thar, Thar, Thar or something? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Galaxy Quest. Is it T-H-A-R? I think so. I could be wrong. I'm going to be really embarrassed if I'm wrong. But I mean, honestly, if you look at the back of a Bronco today... I mean, it's really easy to mistake it for a, a Jeep with that spare tire in the middle and the hard top looks very similar. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's obvious what's going on there. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, Toyota did it. Uh, Land Rover did it. Uh, a lot of them did it uh, because, you know, World War II. Um, so it's obviously a, a vehicle that's made to be tough and go anywhere. Well, I say the more the merrier. If, if there's competition out there for Jeep, it's just going to make Jeep that much cooler. I, I think it's the only reason why we have a V8 and a Wrangler. 
It's because well, of the Bronco. Hundred percent agree that three ninety two <laughs> is totally. Yeah. yeah, we have a listener that uh, just got one, and he had a perfectly good twenty eighteen Rubicon uh, JL uh, JLU, yeah JLU, and uh, he traded it in, and uh, he took off all the modifications on it and put it back to almost stock before he he sold it, and that's a lot of work, especially when you're buying a brand new. Uh, Jeep. It's just like uh, I want to. I want to be driving my new Jeep. I don't want to be working on the old one. So, well, very cool. So we we may be looking at a fourth book, but that's not a, a for sure thing yet. But right now, the the third uh, book is out. DJ's Off Road Adventure Girls Rock, and uh, this isn't a bad book uh, to have for boys or girls because there's never uh, it's never too late to teach your children to cheat, treat girls with respect. 100%. And that would uh, that would help them do this. Now, that doesn't mean you can't tease them, especially if you like them. But <laughs> just don't tease them about uh, – oh, you can't do that because you're, uh, you're a girl. Uh, oh, I meant to ask you, you know, you your friends that uh, uh, consoled you on your first trip out to, to Moab, how long was it before they started uh, teasing you mercilessly about it? Was it during the trip or after the trip? 100%. 100% during the trip. And they <laughs> – it's this part of day. it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, the last Moab trip they went on, they did not invite me because, and they told me, they said, flat out, David, we're doing some of the scariest trails. Oh, okay. Well, they were um, thinking about and, you. And I was like, I get it. I'm not, my feelings aren't hurt. I'm not quite ready for some of those trails that you just mentioned. So have fun. Uh, just curious. What are they driving? Are they driving Jeeps or do they have uh, other than? Oh, my, my friend, uh, Jeff Hooper, who always takes us out there and he, he has a, he has a, a, a kind of a Jeep guide business called Hooper's Overland Adventures. He just got a 392 and is building it up with like a six inch metal cloak lift and all this craziness. He's, he's really building the hell out of this 392. Um, but yeah, my, my other buddy, uh, also got a 392. They're all buying 392s and I'm just still driving my. <laughs> My 2018. No, there's nothing wrong with that. The uh, the 3.6 is a fine engine. Uh, and the 3.92, I mean, do you really need to be able to go 0 to 60 in 4.2 seconds? I mean, yes, but not really. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If, um, if I didn't have such uh, an emotional connection to this Jeep, because I've been through it, through so much with it, and it's the lead character in my book series. How could I ever sell that G? How could I sell DJ, right? You don't have to sell it. You can buy another one. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I did. I bought my wife a 4 by e right? No, no. For um, you. You buy you a second one. <laughs> up to 76. I mean, come well, on. Well, you can't but sell it either. Is, you can't sell it either. So exactly. there's nothing being said that you can't have three Jeeps of, of your very own. I'm just saying. <laughs> My wife, uh, when we were getting the uh, the uh, the 2003 uh, TJ, she uh, she looked at me and she says, "Am I too old to ha- to have this Jeep?" I mean, you know, actually, Uh-oh. actually, I think she said "we," which is insulting. Uh, are we too old to? Ha- and I already had the Cherokee at the time. Are, are we too old to have this Jeep? And I said, "Well, I'm not too old. I'm going to buy it, and it's going to be mine." I'd always wanted the TJ, and it's going to be mine. Great. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to drive it sometime, that's fine with me. <laughs> so she absolutely loves her TJ. And I think we've had it for like eight or nine years now. We bought it used. It's been a great vehicle. And it's got the legendary 4.0 six-cylinder straight six. So yep. even better. Yep. 
I had a 97 TJ when my son was born mm-hmm. and I had to let it go because it was so impossible to get that car seat in the back sure. of the TJ, right? So when the JK uh, Unlimiteds came out, the four doors, I was like, all right, well, I can get back in a Jeep again because, you know, I'm a family man with kids, but now I can at least find room for them in the back. Yep, and I'm sure I told you this last time. Uh, listeners have heard it many times. I went to the Jeep dealership here locally, uh, found a, a TJ, a 1998 TJ uh, standard transmission, straight six, no four cylinder, and uh, was was ready to buy it. And you know how you have to take your wife before you make a big purchase? I took her in to have a look at it. She's always wanted a Jeep too and never got one. And I took her in to look at it. And while we were standing there waiting for the salesman to come over and talk to us, we were looking at this red Cherokee, and it was it was red. It was so much red, and that that's you the love red so much. It's ridiculous. Both my wife and I. That's our favorite color, and the Cherokee's a four door. And our little go- girls were three and four at the time, and the only reason we didn't get a TJ was that was a four door. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if a JKU or a JTU, you know that that, that doesn't even exist. If a four door Wrangler. Yeah, if the four door had existed in the Wrangler at that time, we absolutely we got that because that it's perfect for a family. So yeah, it makes complete sense. Still, it had to hurt to let let the TJ go. Yeah. Do you still blame your child, uh, your your uh, your child for that? Do you tell him I, I could have had a TJ right now if it wasn't for you? <laughs> no, that would go against no. the children's book, wouldn't it? That'd be bad. That'd be bad if it leaked out. <laughs> it's just me saying it. it's not David. <laughs> Well, David, I think we are at the end of this. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us here again tonight. And uh, what? Uh, how can people? Uh, I mean, we've mentioned Amazon, DJ's Off Road Adventure, uh, DJ Adventures dot com, uh, and you can even get an autographed book from David. Inundate David, make him uh, sad that he actually said he would do that. Uh, go over there, buy books from his website, and say, "Hi, hey, I need a signature on this book." And uh, it may be worth a lot in the future, just saying. So, David, where, where can the kids find you on social media? Well, DJ has a presence on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. So, DJ's oh. Offered Adventures on all of those. I ask people about the TikTok, the TikTok, as I like to call it, and they go, oh, well, yeah, we're supposed to be getting on that. So, that's good that you're already there. Uh, I I don't know that we follow you on uh, on TikTok. We'll have to uh, uh, go over there. I'm sure I do on uh, on Instagram, though. Yeah, um, it, it's funny. On TikTok, I posted this video of uh, um, me using a drywall tool to install my doors. And, oh, my gosh, the comments just destroyed <laughs> me. Everyone was making fun of me. And it was hilarious. Yeah. So, if you want to laugh, go find that video on TikTok and just read the comment section because it's they are brutal. So I think I'm looking at your daughter here uh, in in her pink Jeep. Is that Tuscadero, the Wrangler uh, that she's it in? There is, yeah. See, that's, yeah, she's that's, just gotten some pink hair to go with that pink Jeep. So that's uh, that's that's more. It's a different color than what I expected. Uh, I see the one in the background that looks like it's um, not quite the same color. The one that says, uh, "Is it Rock Angel?" That that says. Yep, and those are both pink Jeeps. They're they both Tuscaderos. They really yeah. look different. That's interesting. Hmm. And then yours is the blue. Uh, they're in the the third in line, uh, and of course the one in the background where where it belongs, because uh, that's that's how we do as guys. We where it's it's not about us. 
<laughs> well, very cool. So, uh, yeah, go over to Instagram. Uh, look for DJ's Off-Road Adventures. Uh, and uh, I am going to go look for you on TikTok right now. David, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, please come back, especially whenever you decide to write that fourth book. Thank you very much. I am so grateful that you oh. take the time to share this with everyone. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. Thank you for being with us. Hey, thanks again for David McBee being on the show again. It's always fun talking to David, uh, and uh, we'll uh, probably be talking offline as well. We don't have to do an interview every time we talk, David. <laughs> so uh, if you go uh, and look at our show notes at jeeptalkshow.com for episode 745, you will see a link uh, to go to Amazon and purchase one of uh, David's books. And I, I tell, just get them all while you're there. You know, uh, you're going to get one, and you're going to say, well, Damn, I gotta go order another one. These are good. They really are very nice. I think your your kids will really enjoy them. And uh, you know, we read to our children when they're little. This might make it reading uh, reading to them fun for you. <laughs> I know, Tony. It's not always about you, <laughs> but it kind of is. <laughs> Broadcasting since 2010.